segment to your podcast. I have uh, one today talking about change your brain, change your life. That it, it's an interesting one. So hopefully it's helpful to you and God bless you for the new year. All right. And welcome to another episode of 360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network. So uh, right now we got a uh, big Merce in the house. That's me. And uh, we got Odie in the house. Good morning, Odie. Hey, good morning. And we got Mercedes in the house. Good morning, Mercedes. Good morning. And uh, Mercedes, we'll start with you today. So what you got for us? All right. So starting off on a, um, not, it's not really a light or, you know, happy note, but um, uh, on July 4th, which is just a few days ago, about a week ago, um, at Club Lavish Lounge in Greenville, South Carolina, which of course is where I reside and also have, um, am employed. There was a mass shooting that made worldwide news. Um, as someone who runs lavish lounges, social media, all of it, anything to do with our media, bookings, everything else, when it comes to promoting, I got a lot of um, people reaching out, different news outlets from New Zealand, Japan, uh, you name it, I, uh, everywhere all over the United States about mm. this mass shooting. Uh, and uh, and, and um, other places too. So anyway, Canada, Canadian news company uh, reached out to me. So anyway, that night, um, rapper Fujiano was booked to um, perform. Sorry, and what was the rapper's name? His name is Fujiano. Let me turn my volume up. Oh, his name I is thought Fujiano. you said it sounded like it sounded like Luciano, and I know a rapper named Snipe Luciano. So I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, got um, you. Fujiano. So Fuji got it. Fujiano is signed to Ten Seventeen with Gucci Mane. And um, yeah, he's part of the 1017 Brick Squad, whatever they call themselves. So that night, um, Fujiano was booked. And I'm telling this more so from my point of where I stood that night because I'm also a part of this family, this uh, other uh, promo family called the Black Family Cartel. And we had Black Zach booked in Greenwood, South Carolina. Now, granted, I didn't. Either way, I ended up at home with my kids. Um, I did end up going down to Greenwood earlier that day for that concert, just for the setup and everything else, but I never made it back to either location to see the concert. Now, when I got up that night, my intention was to go to the club and, you know, a little bit late, like I said, you know, go about 1.45, go get a plate of food, trip with everybody and dip. But um, before I even woke up at that thought, I got a call from um, some friends and family waking me up. And what time was this? This was around about 2.43 when I when I finally woke my black ass. Oh, you you played that dangerous game of like, oh, I'm going to just take a nap and yeah, wake up. I like, nah. definitely did. And I actually mm -hmm. said, y'all, I set an alarm for like 10.30, <laughs> 11 o'clock. <laughs> never made it. Um, never made it back to Greenwood. Never made it to my own club up here while I was working. So anyway, um, when I finally answered the phone, somebody was like, you know, White Horse Road up here is lit like Christmas light with cops. What happened? 
And, you know, the first thing I thought, I thought the club Dose, they had just, just the night before had a security guard shot. Um, and I was like, I said, it's probably Dose showing their ass. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. And um, I said, um, I said, probably ain't nothing. No, I said, you know how people fight in the hood? Left it at that, brushed it off. And uh, my homegirl, like she said, nah, Sadie, I don't think that's at Dose. I think that's at Lavish. And I was like, wow. I said, well, shit, let me call Bone real quick. Bone is my manager at the club. He's a club manager. And when he didn't answer, I called the bar manager, which was this dude named Carlos. I said, ain't nobody answer my damn calls. What's wrong? You know, I said, did somebody get to fight? And I said, you know what? I ain't going to worry about it. I said, Bone will tell me the story in the morning, not knowing that Bone had got shot in this situation. So let's, let's step back a little bit. So Fujiano was on stage performing. And initially, everybody thought this was over a chain grab. But nobody, after all the video came out, um, supposedly it was gang related. They were throwing up gang signs from the wow. crowd. And they ended, it started the altercation. Some of Fujiano's dudes, he brought like, I'm going to say 40 niggas with him. And so all of them couldn't fit on the stage we had because he's got like a little smaller stage in front of the DJ booth. So some of them were standing on the floor. When that popped off, some pushing and shoving happened and they pulled out guns. It was initially thought that somebody in our crowd here in Greenville had a gun. I said, so y'all telling me our security let somebody in with a gun? I said, I don't believe that shit. Our security is too thorough. And they didn't. When they ran the cameras back, they had four different people with guns. Now, so, uh, so since that situation, the one dude named Jarquez, he has been picked up by police. The other three haven't been found yet. They haven't found him at all. But the primary shooter that they think actually ended up killing the two people, which was Sterling Johnson and Michaela Bell, they think that he was the one that did the main shooting or whatever. His bullets were the one that actually shot these people for the most part for based on where he was standing and what the camera showed. They haven't found him yet. So the other three suspects, they haven't picked up yet. Yesterday, they had a, a bond hearing um, for him. But before I get to that part, so um, the shooting happened. I, I found out my manager got shot. Bone, my manager, Bone, got shot. Um, one wow. of my security guards, CJ Sterling, um, he was the one that died. He got shot. And a bunch of other, there was some dude that was standing in the crowd, got shot in the face. And the wow. bullet detached his tongue from the base of his mouth. So he had to have an extensive surgery. And um, another dude got shot in the groin. So many things happened. It was just a freaking massacre pretty much. But this whole time, then, uh, the, the rapper Fujiano got on his um, Instagram live time with some y'all out here making me out to be a bad guy. He said, well, I didn't do anything. But in the state of Bro, South Carolina- it's literally not about you. Like you're making it about you. Right. You were just in there. The, in, the state of, in the state of South Carolina, it's the hands of one the hands of all, which you are an accessory to this crime. So in the midst of all that, he kept saying like, oh, my homeboy gonna be straight. He gonna get out on bond, all y'all hating ass, whatever. And then a lot of people from Atlanta start antagonizing people from Greenville. Some of y'all lame, this the A, we run shit. Just a bunch of ratchet hood <laughs> nigga shit. I swear, <laughs> you, gotta, you, say all, you say all that dumb shit, but your homeboy is about to do life in prison for something that his other homeboys probably actually carried out. Now, granted, he had a gun, too. I said, but if they find out that bullet didn't match the bullets from his gun, which I don't think he's the one. I think he was just pointing. But he was still on the stage when his homeboys was on the ground. I, Like I said, we watched the security footage, and I'll actually post in the group the actual press conference that happened after they broke the security footage down. 
and figured out who shot and who didn't. The one they got, I don't think he at his bullets killed nobody. I don't even think he pulled a trigger. I think he was just pointing to the crowd. Needless to say, you got three other mm -hmm. people out there that haven't been caught yet. Um, I, either way, this was a mass shooting. You had 10 victims, and you could have had more victims than that because more bullets went on, more, more gunshots went off. From what, it was, from what it was said, there were about 16 to 20 shots fired in that night. And it was literally like this performer and his homeboys walked into this club, which I don't understand these big entourages these rappers have anyway, walked into this club and literally y'all committed a, like a, a, a homicide. And then about four days ago, he already had recorded the song, but he finally made and released the video for his song called Homicide with no regards to the situation no care. It was more like, I can do it what the F I want to do. It, he has a real hood nigga mentality. He doesn't care. He has no remorse. He doesn't, he kept saying, you know, you know, I, I feel sorry about what happened, but how? Mm. And then and then he said, I don't promote violence, but you just came up with a whole song called Homicide about pulling up on some niggas and killing and shooting them. Uh, now, granted, the so song was already recorded. He released a video on, what's today, Saturday? He released a video like on Tuesday. He actually, after this shit, three days after this shit, he recorded the video and then released it. So y'all know, do y'all watch All American? Mm -mm. I have not. That was like a whole thing, like with one of the characters on the show. She became a rapper, some shit popped off, and then the person that she was rapping about popped up dead. And I'm just like, it just seems like people be telling on themselves, like, for no fucking reason for no reason and i will also say too to your point earlier about how dude was saying like i'm sorry that this happened or whatever but contradicting himself that seems to be like the whole wave of the of the movement right now like everybody's afraid they just want to say what sounds right nobody says really what they feel anymore it's just okay like whatever is let me say the thing that's gonna keep my fan base or you know not allow me to lose followers or whatever the fuck people value whether it's money followers or both yeah right and um the whole situation is just plain out sad to say the least and it goes back to while we're in the midst of this whole black lives matter thing you got people of other races clowning the hell out of us when shit like this happens because you know that was i mean literally it even though i mean clearly crime is crime but of course, people, love, especially Republicans, love to pull the narrative of black-on-black -black crime. Well, crime is crime. Black people kill black people. Statistically, you're more likely to kill somebody of the same race. White people kill white people. They don't want to throw those statistics out there, but if you want to do black-on-black, white-on-white is a thing, too. 51% of white people are killed by other white people. Um, so Actually, it's, uh, it's around 85%. Oh, it's more than that. Okay, this was some. Maybe, uh, maybe this. Um, maybe what we were talking about was fifty-one percent of homicide or, or other white people. Maybe that's what it was. I can't remember. Because I mean, the the black on black crime stats and the white on white crime stats are almost identical as far as. Yeah. Uh, they're both in about in about the mid eighties. Well, you can't tell white people that. You definitely can't tell a trumper that. So, <laughs> it's yeah. Tried that and, and ended up cussing him the hell out. He ended up blocking me on Facebook <laughs> on the news. Uh, the thing that was about lavish. He said, "There you go, Black Lives Matter. What are y'all gonna do about it?" This thing I don't do with Black Lives Matter. This does not give the police an excuse to continue to kill 
black people, innocent the black people, the day, unarmed the people, black people, senselessly. The people who are responsible for those crimes in that club, black people or otherwise, are they're going to be held accountable. Right. So that's what we do know. Yeah, exactly. So it it was it was I don't know, it was it, a lot of racist shit was said. Um I had um um not white people, wasn't white people. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. Um yeah, I had white people coming in our inbox on Lavish Lounge effing niggers, monkey ass niggers, what do you expect from niggers? It was all kind of shit, like dumb shit. And I'm sitting here, like I said, I can't sit here and look at this shit. I said, my homeboy just got killed. So I actually unpublished the page now. I couldn't tell you what's going on in the other inboxes because I haven't looked. But uh, we have an we have an Instagram page and um, the Instagram page, that's the, the, the primary one. I don't run that one. I run the other one. But um, I can only imagine because that page been up for a very long time. I said I, I could. My manager um, got access to that one. I say no telling what's in that damn inbox. I said it's it's and because news outlets was ta- tagging us on Instagram or whatever at Lavish Lounge Greenville whatever. But at the end of the day, the shit was senseless. Innocent people got killed. The girl Michaela, she had she was twenty three, somewhere in there, and she had two kids two little kids. I don't even think her son had turned one yet, the little one. And then her daughter was just now turning two. She had babies. And her um her baby daddy said something. He was like, he said, now they ain't got no mama. Well, they got their daddy, but it's going to probably be hard on them because right now, they don't understand, but they know mama ain't there. So I can only imagine what her family going through trying to, you know, coax them through it when they woke up to their mama every day. And then CJ, um, I was security guard. I was I was like close to him. Like when whenever I went to work, I I primarily stuck up under him because he was just one of those really, I don't know, really cool ass people. After the club, um, sh- you know, at the end of the night, he was just one of those people that he was very thorough with his job and he was just a real loving person. So and he also had kids. He had two biological and I think two step kids. And I met them yesterday at his vigil we had here in Greenville. He's going to be buried today. Um, I think at like two o'clock down in Columbia, South Carolina. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. The whole thing was a senseless act. And for whatever reason, like I said, I didn't make it there for a reason that night. Everything happens for a reason. I think it was a lot of apprehension behind other things that had happened to me prior that really kept me out of that for the most part. And even though it was a holiday, it was still something in me that may, I wanted to be around my club family that night but I just didn't make it for whatever reason and you know everything happens the way it does for a particular reason so yeah. It, yeah. it's 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 crazy but hopefully they'll get those other three dudes um, hopefully they'll find out which one was the actual shooter I, I, I'm not giving the dude um, a pass at all right now by any means but um, he shouldn't be taking all the flat for what his other homeboys could have possibly been involved yeah, I I don't know. And then in the in the wake of all this Black Lives Matter movement and so many other things, it we just there. didn't need. We didn't need that as a people. We didn't need it. No, didn't I mean it's it. never a good time. No, not at all. If it wasn't that, it would have been something else because they have to, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement getting steam the way it is and getting in popularity, anything that they could use to discredit. Uh, the yeah, they they yeah. will do that. You know, whether whether it makes sense or not, whether it's right or not, they'll do right. whatever. And so if it wasn't this, it would have been it would have been something else. 
Right. And um and uh I think I just feel like as a community we have so many problems from within. And I hate when I hear other people say, you know, well I hate when I hear people of other races speak on our problems. It's none of your goddamn But business. they gonna do, they gonna do that shit anyway. That's why you have to resolve to not give a fuck. Like you really have to not give a fuck. And harness yeah, that power you? within. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so because people are always gonna have an opinion. And once you accept that and the fact that you can't control what that opinion or narrative is, then you have to say, Okay, let me be a part of the solution. Um right. and just exactly. really not give a fuck. That's it. I mean it's, it's, it's hate it's so much hate. It's so much hate out here and what kills me, a lot of those same people will scream all lives matter. Well, you're not acting like it, you fucking idiot. So even with that being the case, if all lives matter, that means black lives matter also. That's the point of the whole movement that y'all don't get. But at the same time, it has nothing to do with what's going on in the black community because at the end of the day, I remember somebody said something about um, why aren't y'all marching for this white guy that such and such, such happened. I was like, well, that's y'all movement. Now we'll support y'all, but if y'all ain't out here marching for y'all people trying to get justice from the police, do your own thing. That's 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 True. that's why I'm confused. If y'all not trying to get justice, y'all are failing him as a white community. And just like the white people that supported Black Lives Matter, we can support y'all too. All Lives Matter. We can support that too because that white man shouldn't have lost his life to the police because the police didn't know how to do his job. You're right. He should not have lost his life. But it's not our job to put together a movement for white people. Do it on your own, and the rest of the community that supports this movement will support y'all too. That's 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 what I don't get about them. Y'all ain't marching mm-hmm. for them. It's kind no, of it's, they act like they don't know what it's about, and then they right. cite an example that shows exactly what it's about. And it's like, but bitch, we've been saying that you you actually argued us down when it only affected black people. So now you get it. So yeah, right. like the point is, if it stopped happening to us so often, it probably wouldn't happen to your people. But no, yeah. right, I, I right, will- exactly. I will slightly disagree with you on one thing, Mercedes, about uh, it should be, I guess, kind of slightly disagree and then, and then totally agree. <laughs> it's, it's basically, I don't feel it's, it becomes a, a black thing when it comes to police violence because we are disproportionately targeted by the police. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't feel it's, it's, it should always be like if a white person gets killed by the police, it should be up to white people to organize it should just be up to all of us to seek justice for any citizen that gets murdered by the police unjustly. But the problem is, is that a lot of African-Americans are killed by the police, uh, especially, you know, and a lot of unarmed ones too, and they don't get justice at all. I'm pretty sure if a cop, I mean, I don't know that situation of the person that that they mentioned, but I'm pretty sure they're going to get justice. But there are so many people so many African-Americans who were killed by the police who did not get justice. Breonna Taylor's right. killers are about to slip through the cracks because the investigator is pretty much co-signing for them. So that's what a lot of African-Americans go through every day. So I'm pretty sure. And, and I will say this, the young man that got, that got killed in Phoenix that was begging for his life. They, I mean, those cops got cleared too of any wrongdoing, even though they right. murdered him on film. But the problem is, is that, uh, I think it's hard. It's hard to say because I don't want to say the wrong thing in this in this instance. But I think it's everybody's responsibility. But the problem is when African Americans get targeted by the police, 
what the press does is they'll just find anything to make that person seem dirty, even if it has nothing to do with the current situation, just so people could be like, oh, okay, well, he was a criminal. You know, he, he stole candy bars in eighth grade. So the cop snapped his neck. What are you going to do? These things happen. He's a criminal, right? That's the, that's, the pro- that's the problem that we go through all the time. Well, gee, I know we, we are, the way we're treated is totally different. But as far as white people complaining, like if you feel like you were done wrong and if you feel, because I mean, realistically, there are a lot of police across the board. It was this one case with this guy named DJ. Um, I it was a big case at one point and it actually happened, I think in Georgia, he was a white guy who got killed by the police and he didn't do anything. And his, his family is always, you know, trying to get justice for him. The police get away it, across the board with a lot of bullshit, period. They just do more to us that we never get justice for. So they're, they're, I'm pretty sure there are plenty of white people who don't get justice that they deserve. But at the same time, it's kind of like, if, even, with, even if y'all, your numbers are lower in the white community who don't get justice, y'all start a movement since you feel some type of way start it you do your own thing but don't but don't try to don't try to bad black lives matter yeah well the thing is it's a whole lot of what about us that's fair no where they just say in other words they don't want to deal with that particular subject so then they're like well what about this thing what about that yeah to try and take the steam away because they don't want to, you know, I, I always use that analogy in, in almost every show. So I'll do the short version of it. When John Carpenter talked about the easy horror story to tell, he said the harder one is when the evil is in your own heart. You know, that's the harder story to tell, where you look in the mirror and say, I've seen the enemy and the enemy is me. That's the, the harder story to tell because people aren't going to sit there and, you know, and just look in the mirror at themselves and, you know, as monsters and just be like, ah, I'm okay with this. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's, so they have to, some people it's automatic. They just deflect, you know, I I noticed that my Facebook friends who the, the few of them who support Trump, right. They'll always bring up some shit about Obama. When I, when I post something about Trump and they're like, well, what about when Obama did this? And I'm like, well, guess who's not president no more. Uh, Obama. (laughs) Guess who's been president for the last three and a half years? Trump. Guess who did that thing that I posted about? Trump. So shut your fucking face about Obama. How about them apples? You know? <laughs> but um, it's all they got because all that's left is, oh, wow, the people who I support are total monsters and I'm co-signing this shit. Oh, yeah. What about that time when Obama? Like, yeah, no one wants to hear that. And especially, yeah. when, when, especially when, someone's, uh, when someone just lost a life, in the case of a shootings, people really don't want to hear about that whole, well, well, what about black on black crime? You know, no one wants to hear that, but they don't really understand it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's ignorant to say the least, but um, I I don't know. I guess right now society has a lot on their back and I'm not really concerned. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not concerned with white people and their tears. Um, But between COVID and so many other things, this shit is starting to eat away at everybody. I don't even, it's starting to, it's been eating away at everybody. But I'm just so ready for either things to get back to normal because this can't be our new norm. Everything yeah. that's happening this year is I don't know ass. if I get back to new normal. I, I want, I'm ready for the next phase. I don't know what that is, but I'm ready for the next phase. I don't want to go back to the way shit was before. That much I do know. But I don't want to continue the way that it is either. I I agree with you on that because people are like, well, let's go back to normal. Like, well, normal for a lot of people 
normal suck dog dick. So they don't want to go back to that. They want something sure. a little bit more. And people are like, well, let's just go back to 2016. No, guess what? 2016 sucked. So <laughs> if, we, if we have an opportunity to do something better, let's do that. But people just like, you know, I used to joke about how it's between um, progressives, liberals, and neoliberals, with liberals kind of being in the middle. And now I'm realizing there is no middle because for these, for some of these liberals, so long as they're doing okay, everyone else can kick rocks. Yep, exactly. That's, that's, I think that's human nature. Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, one other thing that I failed to mention. Um, so um, another motherfucker who does not know how to read the room. Um, did you have anything else um, that you wanted to talk about, Mercedes? Well, it was one more thing. This is this will be really, really quick, but it's kind of in the wake of or the light of everything we were just talking about. And this, it, it, I feel like I can't catch a break. So the other day, um, my car was broken into and my guns were stolen. <laughs> wow. And when I wow. yeah right, and this was this week. So and um and I put out on social media, and I hate that this happened. I put out put it on social media. I never at the beginning I didn't know the race of the guy, the, the little boys. Um, I didn't know, and I didn't even know they were little boys. I didn't know anything about the, the about the um the the suspect. So, but um, they ended up finding my stuff, and their hearing was yesterday. So when I go into the Zoom hearing, I'm sitting there waiting. It was two teenage white boys. Now when I put it on social media. They're kids. I didn't put no race into it. They were just, to me, two little ignorant ass little teenagers. How'd so, you know? How'd you know it was two teenagers? Like, how'd you know? When did you find out? Zoom, that I, I found out at the hearing yesterday. Okay. Yeah. So when we went to the Zoom room, that the, they both had to come in with their public defenders and their people or whoever was with them, and we were all sitting in there. Um, it was us, the judge, um, whoever else, the um. It was so many people. It was like 12 different, uh, you know, government officials, I mean, not government, but like judicial or whatever, court officials and stuff like that. They were all in that room. And then it was the victims, which was me and a couple of my neighbors, and then the, the guys who they called. And they called them. I mean, you know, so they weren't even suspected anymore. They were the culprits that they, you know, picked up. But this <laughs> is the problem. So when I put it up, a lot of people were in the comments saying stuff. They were like, well, what side of town this happened on? I told them. And I was like, um... Well, that's kind of off in the cut. I said, yeah, I live in the cut. I don't live in the city. I live in, I live way out in the outskirts, but it's a, it's a populated area and it's very diverse out here. So I don't know why they brought this conclusion and it's a very nice area. So, um, kept talking, kept talking. And this, and this girl was like, she said, she said, she said, well, we gotta, we gotta help our youth. It was a black girl. I said, I said, yeah, I said, they gotta grow up and do better. I said, um, I said, however, had it been within the black community, I said, I probably would have felt a little bit different. She said, so you're telling me they weren't black? I said, no, they weren't. I said, that was my whole key point of posting that the way I did. I said, because I knew one of y'all was going to ask what race they were. Or one of y'all was going to assume they were black. Right. What hurt my feelings is that it was black people assuming they were black. My black friends, my white friends didn't even ask. But when I did, mm -hmm. put, it, uh, put, when I did put it out there, one of my white friends inboxed me. He was like, he said, he said I hate to even say anything. He said, but they were white. I said, yeah, he said, he's ain't going to lie to you. He said, I'm maybe I'm fucked up for it. He said, I would have thought they was from on your side of town, like Hispanic or black. I said, but I live where I live at. It's a bunch. It's just as many white people over here as Hispanic and black. I said, that's fucked up that y'all would have thought that. He said, he said, he said, that's my ignorance being white. 
He said, so they were teenage white boys. I said, yeah, and they stole guns probably to sell them out here on the street. I'm pretty sure they were being driven by some adult behind this shit. But needless sure. to say, um, needless to say, they got caught immediately. Uh, one of my neighbors was going out to the car to warm up, I guess warm up his truck or whatever, get it going, even though it's summertime. I don't know why, but he right. does it every single morning. <laughs> he does it every morning. He might have done it to get the air, the cold air flowing because it was hot that morning. It was blazing hot. So maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. to warm up the car. Maybe it was just to get the damn air flowing because it was like 90-something degrees. But anyway, he caught the car and got the tag number. Instead of these little idiots running down the highway, I live across the street from a quick trip gas station they ran across with a quick trip well little do they know a lot of police that early in the morning like six in the morning be hanging out over there chilling you know so when they pulled in i guess the dispatcher was putting out over their little radio the car with that description pulled up and i'll be damned if it wasn't tagged they got caught immediately within 10 minutes of leaving here so yeah they got caught right away but needless to say i hate that that's the generation of youth that we're dealing with but what made me more frustrated was anybody assuming that they were anything other than white I didn't I I wasn't even gonna make it a race thing but guns in the hands of youth that can that aren't even old enough to buy them oh and they got 18 months in DJJ too so now the the mess up thing about the 17 year old he'll be 18 in like six months so he has to do the rest of his time in a regular facility after his 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. So, so he's going to jail, jail. He's not going to the Department of Juvenile Justice. You got to come. Well, he, he's already in there, but you got to be transferred to a regular uh, right. you know, jail because of what you did. Because technically in the state of South Carolina, you are almost an adult. So, and then one of the, the other one, he was in DSS custody when it happened. He actually did, doesn't have a family. He, was a, he had a foster family at the time. And and then the other one, he had a family. His grandma, she was in there asking, could uh, could he just come stay with her? And the judge was like, we we extended that to you one time before, and he ran away, and he robbed eight people in an apartment complex. So no, oh. he can't. Yeah, and, and then he gave both of them eighteen months. They ended up with across the board twenty four different charges separately, twenty four for one, twenty four for the other, for everything that they did. I wasn't the only person whose car got broken into. It was seven of my other neighbors. So, and, you know, it, it's, I don't know, it, it's just, no matter the race, this is the youth that we're dealing with. But again, back to my initial thought, I hate that people thought they were black. It pissed me off inside, deep inside. Don't get me wrong, black kids do dumb shit too. But in this situation, I don't know, because they robbed something, they were black. I don't, it just, it just doesn't sit well with me. So... And then and, and I'm surprised at how many people were shocked when I told them they were white. It, it frustrated the fuck out of me because dumb kids do dumb shit no matter what race they are. And that was that. That was kind of like in the whole, you know, just everybody wants to pin black people as the worst. White people commit crimes too, goddamn it. Well, <laughs> definitely a lot of shit going on in your world this week, but I'm glad that at least in that situation you're getting some sort of you know some form of justice um, oh yeah because i'm driven by shit like that so that, that yeah part. yeah his 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 um parents or the one that had parents or grandparents she was pissed because my insurance company was suing them for restitution to get my money back for what yeah because they had to pay me she, yeah. she was his guardian 
Yeah, exactly. So, and then everybody out here is suing her. And um, I, I can't remember how to handle it with the guy that was in DSS custody because he ain't got no family. I guess I, um, my insurance company said something about suing the state but not keeping a better watch on him and his foster parents. But that's going to that's, that's gonna be a rabbit hole. I don't want to be a part of that. Y'all just give me my deductible back. And if y'all want to fight the state, cool. But so, yeah, that's, that, that becomes a whole different problem within itself. But justice was served on that. And hopefully justice will be served on the situation that happened at my job. At Lavish Law. Well, okay. Well, speaking of justice, uh, well, not speaking of justice, but um, my, my next talking point is about justice because it was swift and quick as far as um, people saying dumb shit is concerned. Um, and also to welcome Ricard the Saint. He just popped in. I don't know if he's going to turn the mic on eventually, but he's here. Turn the mic on, God damn it. Yeah, turn the mic on. <laughs> let me let me hit up the group chat right quick. But um, yeah, I just wanted to transition to uh, the CEO of Goya. Uh, so you think about Goya? <laughs> I think like yeah, I think everybody like for the most part, three out of four of us have New York ties. So that's that's you, uh, Ricard, and myself. I still listen to like New York based radio stations. So the ads on there always, I remember Angie Martinez was definitely um, promoting Goya, specifically the adobo seasonings and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, you go to, you go to the grocery store, you know, the grocery store has like the ethnic aisle with the Mexican tortillas and like all the spices and shit. Goya is probably on that aisle along with like the sodas, the Dorito sodas or whatever. Right. But Goya, that's usually my brand of choice when I want black beans. I pretty much stick to bushes for like vegetarian beans, but those are like the only types of beans I really eat, like red beans, black beans, and baked beans. Um, but Goya is like my, my choice for the black and the red ones. And um, yeah, apparently Goya way, like get it, like go, go away, Goya go away. Anyway, it was trending on uh, social media after the CEO, this guy named Robert Yunanu, which I had to look up his roots because I was like, that don't sound Puerto Rican or it, it doesn't sound Mexican. And I think I learned that he was Spaniard. So I was like, mm, okay. Spain, you know, that's like European. They, they don't really count. Like they don't well, count. They, they kind of do because basically the Mexicans, they that's where they came from originally. They came from Spain. Uh, so I, I, I guess in I guess. a way <laughs> I guess well apparently he's very um, he's very tone deaf um, and just this week he was quoted as saying we're truly blessed to have a leader like President Trump who is a builder we have an incredible builder and we pray we pray for our leadership our president <sighs> So, dude is like the second most, like the second richest family in New York, uh, based on this Goya brand and his ties to it. It's a, I think it's a private company. They don't, they're not like publicly traded or anything. Um, but I mean, we we know who butters their bread. Like, yeah, it's the the Spanish community. Like, there's so many people. Even AOC was talking about boycotting them, and I'm sure with her leadership. That probably will gain some pretty good momentum, some oh, yeah. pretty good steam. But um, yeah, it's actually been swift and quick. Um, and I think he's going to be 
asked to quote unquote step down. You know how that goes. <laughs> um, I'm surprised that we haven't seen an apology already from him, like with him backtracking. Have you guys seen anything like that? Not yet. It's uh, coming. It, <laughs> it's coming. It, it, it takes time to sugarcoat bullshit because there is no, I mean, what's he going to, I mean, how's he going to sugarcoat that? You know, there, oh, there, I know no exactly way. how he's going to sugarcoat it. He's going to say, um, he built a lane for himself in the presidency and regardless of who the, I think specifically he's going to focus on the pray part like I prayed just as I prayed for Obama and just as I prayed for Bush and you know like other presidents before I pray for Trump because he's the leader of our country that's how he's going to try to frame it I fucking guarantee it yeah. um but, uh, but only dumb people would fall for that though and, but I mean yeah, yeah. yeah. Then again, <laughs> I just answered my own question. <laughs> well, I don't believe it's going to be the uh, Hispanic population who does not favor Trump. Uh, apparently, they are they favor Joe Biden uh, for president by a 36 percentage point margin. And that's according to a New York Times poll. Um, yeah. So a lot of people aren't fucking with Trump, but especially the Hispanic community. And yeah, I didn't I didn't really fuck with Goya like that before, but I'm not gonna start now. That's for sure. My mom used to buy Goya products, you know, like the the spices and the canned goods and stuff like that. But she was I mean, you know, she wasn't just like Goya or else, you know, it was just like whatever's on sale. You know, she's not (laughs) whatever's on sale. Whatever's on sale. Whatever whatever she's got coupons for. That's why we used to eat little Caesar's pizza because there's a coupon. I'm like yeah, man. If you get coupons for pizza, it's not worth buying. We live in New York, man. Just, just spend the extra money and just get actual pizza, like you know, the, the pizza that human beings would eat, not little Caesars. <laughs> I definitely had pizza for breakfast this morning. It was fucking fantastic. But um, <laughs> but but my thing is this, right? I uh, you could always tell when people, you know, when they start talking out the side of their ass, especially conservatives, because they're just like, oh, why all the hate? Why boycott Goya and all this other stuff? Like Megan McCain is now on this whole thing, and I was just like, "Make y'all feel anyway." Let's not even like. Let's be clear. You know damn well Megan McCain ain't seasoning her food. (laughs) (laughs) So, girl, we're not even talking to you. Like, sit down, sit down. When I mentioned on Facebook, one of my friends was like, "She probably thinks mayonnaise is spicy." You know, exactly. You know, you know Megan McCain, good and well, she ain't never had a Goya. Pro- she probably thinks a Goya is like the gland in your neck that swells up sometimes. Like, it, it, she doesn't know what Goya is. She just sees, here's a cause. Here's liberals on one side. So I have to be on the other side. But exactly. That, that's exactly. what happens when you've never had to struggle for anything in your fucking life. Like, when you're, when you're a, a, a trust fund baby who's had everything dropped at your feet, do you really think Megan McCain auditioned to be on The View? Or did they just stick her ass on the view because she has connections? She's never had to struggle for anything. She, she doesn't know what it's like to have to get up early to catch the bus to work. You know, she's never had to do that before. So when people are struggling, especially directly because of our racist, incompetent, and dumbass president, then when you see somebody who's in a position of power back that person and you can do something to let them know hey, maybe you backing this horrible monster is a bad move, which is our power is the boycott. And then Megan McCain's like, now nah, you shouldn't do it. Shut the fuck up, Megan. 
Yeah. You know, no one wants to, no one wants to hear from you. So the fact that Megan McCain and AOC are on opposite sides of this is funny. But somebody was on uh, Facebook responding to one of my friends about it. And um, he was basically like, well, you know, this is going to work in his favor because now Goya was only in ethnic stores and now it's going to be in big stores like Trader Joe's. I'm like, where the Again, fuck bitch. Like, nobody at Trader Joe's seasons a food. First of all, Goya is, <laughs> Goya is probably everywhere but Trader Joe's. And who gives a rat's ass about Trader Joe's? I've lived my right. entire life without ever setting foot in the Trader Joe's. You know what? If I set foot in one, my life will be no better. Who gives yeah, a Trader shit? Joe, Trader Joe's is a shit grocery store. I've been in there twice and I don't like it. Who I think the only thing I bought in there was beer. But I, I guess they figure, you know, it's a brand name. So and, and, and they probably never heard of Goya. But I mean, in, in other places, especially in New York, there's Goya is not in the ethnic aisle. Goya is in the aisle because it's yes, new. that's true. That <laughs> is true. You know, that is true. And at your corner store, like at your bodega. Yep. And, and you know, one of my friends was like, "Well, Republicans are going to start buying Goya now." Like, no, they're not. No, they're no, the fuck, they're not. That if, if that was support. <laughs> they if, only oppose. They don't support. If one of these milk toast Republicans put Goya in their food, they probably have a stroke. They probably couldn't handle it. Second mm-hmm. of all, Republicans are basically like they'll probably have a video of them buying Goya and be like, well, I support President Trump. And since Goya supports Trump, I support Trump. You know what they're going to do with that Goya shit that they buy? They're either going to put it in the back of their pantry until it expires. Or they're just going to, when the video ends, just going to throw it out. They just want to own the libs. That's all they want to do. They never heard of Goya until two days ago. It should be interesting to see um, what the long-term ramifications are of this. Um, apparently, it was founded in 1936 by the guy's grandfather, the current CEO's grandfather, okay. who immigrated from Spain. So, it should be it should be really interesting to see what happens. Uh, but yeah, they've definitely been supporting Trump, uh, but not like not like mind blowing numbers where you'd be like, oh fuck, like I'm not supporting that. I mean, it's bad enough, but uh, apparently he's donated $6,000 to the Republican National Committee, 1000 to former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie um, when he was running for president. And his brother is serving as the executive vice president, gave 100 grand to the Anti-Abortion National Right to Life Victory Fund. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck? Like, what? why would you need $100,000? I guess, like, are they paying people to stand outside of clinics or something? Like, like, what does that money go to? Because either, or maybe, like, they pay the mothers to keep the, I don't understand how that works. But mm, they seem, like, really obsessed with other people's reproductive rights, but whatever. I, I, I always marvel at the fact that the people who would tell a woman what to do with her baby and then they get spread to, well, well, you shouldn't have opened your legs or some other dumb shit like yeah. that. Exactly. Or the same ones who were like, well, I shouldn't have to wear a mask because I'm an American. All you Karens and Kens out there make me Right. You want a choice to not wear a mask, but a woman shouldn't have a choice. You know, I've never understood people like that. And it's always a Karen. It's funny that they have more rights than anybody else (laughs) somehow, you know, but yeah, Uh, Karens need to be exterminated. There's so many of them, though. 
I, I, I look at it like that. What you say? What you say, Ricardo? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was just saying that it truly doesn't make any sense. I think I told you a story about what happened in Ross over here in AZ. Well, um, right. the couple right. came in. No, where the couple came in and uh, they were going back and forth with the um, loss prevention lady uh, simply because they didn't want to wear a mask. Meanwhile, right. everybody else coming in and out, you know, even with kids, you know, even the kids wearing masks. You know, if you're not going to do it for yourself, at least do it for the kid. <laughs> These people don't care. They're trying to open schools. They don't give a fuck about them kids. They say, fuck them kids. With their well, that's one thing, every day. That's one thing that I didn't understand. Um, like, uh, they're letting a lot of prisoners go home because of COVID, but y'all want to put our babies back in a, a, a place where there's thousands of kids. Kids are germy as is. So you're right. telling me that you... Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I said, I said, so you're telling me that our babies, we're supposed to put our babies in a setting where there's at least 30, maybe 20 to 30 kids per class, but adults, we're out here practicing social distancing. How do you make that a thing amongst children? Children touch each other. They play. They, they get dirty. They, they're, they pick boogers. They're dirty. Kids are just, mm-hmm. ugh. So how in the hell do you expect to keep a facility clean with thousands of kids? Because I know for a fact that school my kids go to I think it's like 15 1600 kids in that school that's a lot of kids in their schools with even more children than that like the bigger title title other title schools or whatever in our area like I don't know how they expect to make this work with babies you know what I'm saying there were three teachers um I read the story this week there were three teachers they they were just in a classroom with just themselves they decided to share a classroom space they wiped everything down they would wear a mask but they were trying to be as engaging as possible with their students during remote learning. This was like a summer school session. And they wanted um, to like really engage their kids and still do like hands-on experiments and shit. So they shared the same space. All three of them got COVID and at least one of them died. I, I, and that's just with three people. That's just with three people in the same space. So you mean to tell me you want to multiply that by several hundred and still maintain control? Like, no. I'm I'm glad I don't have any kids right now because I'd be super pissed with the government. Like you know, you know, it's funny. They had I had a uh, I had a meme that I posted uh, about an hour ago, and uh, it was about Ron DeSantis, the president. I mean, not the president, the governor of Florida, who was who made a dumb analogy like, well, if you can go to Home Depot, you know, and shop there, you can we can open the schools. And then they had the you know the world. What world's- he didn't say that. He did say that. And he was basically like, in the, the bottom of the meme, he was like, well, I don't always go to Home Depot, but when I do go to Home Depot, I don't go for five days in a row for seven hours a day. Like, like, right. like what are you talking about? Not to mention, like, but is the governor's mansion open for tours? Can I come visit you or no? No? Okay, well then, bitch, like, no. Like, I'm not sending my kid to school. One of uh, my teacher I, friends... I, I, I hope they have tours because I would, I would basically just like inhale like a like an onion so that so that my eyes and nose are runny and i would just walk up ron desantis oh give me a hug man give me a hug you're the best and then just like a lot right the side of his cheek (laughs) nice (laughs) well this is some this is some super ratchet shit but i actually i'm gonna co-sign that i'll allow it <laughs> don't, get, don't get me wrong. Security would beat me unmerciful, but it would be worth it. 
I will say one of my teacher friends um, posted definitely going to be a problem in the like even just considering quote unquote like um, kids who are not like who don't have special needs or don't have any learning disabilities Mm -hmm. like it's it's challenging enough for those kids but then when you start to factor in kids with special needs who have like you know who need to be in school if schools can't accommodate them then all of this is for not like they're legally not going to be allowed to open because they can't shut out some kids and then allow certain ones back into school otherwise that's a lawsuit so I was like damn I didn't even think about that like I'll just (laughs) if there's enough not still in school I'd be super pissed your, your mic's cutting out, Odie. Oh, okay. Well, either way, I'll be pissed. I don't know if you guys can still hear me, but yeah, I'll be I, pissed. There's no way I would take my kids. Um, yeah, I, I will say this. Cool. On Facebook, I posted uh, a question for my for my friends, and I was like, listen, do you plan on sending your kids back to school in August slash September? Because I know out here they send usually send kids back in yeah. August. And I'm from New York, well, from Long Island, and then they send kids back usually like right after Labor Day. And... um. All my friends had answered were like, no, I'm not sending my kids back to school. Because- I wonder what the repercussions of that will be. That's what I'm kind of like looking forward to seeing. Like, yeah. like, how can you punish people for not wanting to endanger their own child? Like, we know what the punishment would be if people did endanger their kids' lives or safety. You call CPS on them. But who the fuck is going to call CPS on the government? Because this shit shouldn't be allowed. One of my friends is a teacher and she was like, I'm not going back. <laughs> right. If the teachers don't go back, then what are you? What are you really gonna do? I mean, well, just... no, go ahead. Oh no, no, no. I, I, well, I, I was just gonna say. I mean, just keep the the remote learning going for another uh, for another semester or two until we get this under control. I mean, it's it's not but, hard. It's not like they already hadn't had it set up from the from the last semester anyway. Which is true, because a lot of the kids were using Chromebooks and logging into Google Classroom anyway while at school. But this is the thing. I don't know if they did it in the school district in your area, but they sent out this big-ass survey to parents about how they felt about putting their kids back in school. And the vast majority actually chose, like, I'm feeling indifferent right now or no, my kids aren't going back. And there was a decent percentage of maybe, like, 41% that said, yeah, I want my kids back at school. So everybody else was either, I don't know, which they put into one category or no. So anyway, we were talking about it, about, you know, the whole voting thing. And there are a lot of teachers that I know for a fact that I live down the street from that I've talked to that say, I'm not going back to school right now. I don't know what the governor's going to do. I don't know what Trump is saying, other than the whole defunding the schools thing. He would defund schools, but he won't won't help get the police right to defund them. But whatever. So anyway, um, I was talking to a group of moms. And y'all would have thought that I voted for Trump the way they responded to what I said. I voted to continue e-learning at home. Of course, my life and circumstances are different. I work from home. I run a business from home. My life has been at home since 2014. So we're accustomed to being here. But other parents don't want that. But at the same time, it's kind of like, would you rather put your child at risk? Because you got to think, we're talking about thousands of kids who live in thousands of different households, with the exception of siblings and cousins that might live together. That's still like a thousand different homes. 
you don't know where their who their parents are coming in contact with and if and a lot of people still believe that this whole virus is fake i can't believe those people still exist but they believe it's fake so yeah <laughs> it's, it's a lot of people that don't want the kids to go back to school but there are so many that do and that will get so that are so pissed right now at the thought of kids having to stay home again but I feel like the school districts were already prepared. We made it through 60 days last year of no classroom time. It was all from home. We just don't have to do it again because I'm not willing to. My kids put like my children are not going back to school. Period. Our homeschool. So whether they decide to open the schools or not. I mean, you know, you know why Japan got everything under control and why they're going back to school in Japan and Germany and stuff like that. Because their, the right their people aren't stupid, and their government is actually competent. Uh, the, I mean, it, the, the whole thing with the, with the going back to school, it's basically part of a pressure play by the Republicans, and, and even some of the neoliberals. They got to get the economy going back. They can't get the economy going back if people aren't going back to work. One thing that's keeping people home is yeah. their kids are home. So if yep. the kids are back at school, then they quote unquote don't have an excuse to not go back to work. Exactly. But the thing that they don't realize is, hey, if you pay people an actual wage, their, their extended unemployment benefits wouldn't be better than their actual salary. You know. <laughs> now keep in right. mind those those extended unemployment uh, benefits are going to end in they're going to end this month, right? But the yeah. thing is. A lot, of, I mean, why, and even under Obama, why sometimes unemployment was low, it wasn't just because of people having jobs, because I mean, we're in a gig economy. So people have like, you know, they work a part-time job and then they work Uber and all this other stuff is really just because a lot of people just dropped out of the workforce altogether because they couldn't find a job that pays the bills at all. Right. You know, and that's the part that, that doesn't get counted it really only gets counted if you're collecting unemployment. But unemployment is only temporary. You can't collect unemployment forever. So Yeah, it's supposed to be 20 weeks. 20 yeah. Weeks. Yeah. So which is not even half a year. So right. these people don't really understand. I mean, people like Larry Kudlow, you know, who's out there trying to push people to go back to school. And first of all, when is Larry Kudlow ever sober? Never. Sometimes I see Larry Kudlow on TV. I'm like, yo. This dude is hammered. And he's on TV slurring words like Dean Martin. Like, what the hell is going on out here? Who let this man on television? That's the man who's advising Trump on, on economics, is Larry Kudlow. So you have to figure that whatever he says is gonna probably gonna be pretty stupid, but and also pretty evil, because it's, it's evil to force people back into work when you're not protecting them. So you're not going to protect them. And, and if they get COVID-19, and God forbid they don't have insurance to their job, they're pretty much on their own. You're, I mean, these people only see them as drones. They don't see them as actual human beings. They see them as drones. You know, you go, mm -hmm. out, you, you go out there, you work, you shut your fucking face. And that's <laughs> it. I don't know why that tickled me. You shut your fucking face. Um, but. <laughs> but but that's how they do. And then they're using these kids as pawns. Somebody had a somebody had a great point. Uh, if you have um, 
let's just say they say uh, the infection would only affect uh, out of all the kids going going to school, right? Like 57 million kids. Let's just say only 1% of them got COVID-19. You're still talking about 1.1 million children getting COVID-19. And let's just say they say, well, only 0.5% of those kids are going to die. You're talking, I don't know, 60,000 kids. So that's two September 11th with just kids. Fuck them kids. So, yeah, exactly. Why? So why are they okay with that? Because someone else is making money off of that, right? It's it's actually it's absolutely like that's why I get mad at my my Trump loving friends who never post anything about policy. They care about one of my friends today posted something like, well, "Look, Colin uh, Colin Kaepernick had uh, white parents. Who gives a fuck? No one cares about that. But they don't really because they don't know what's going on in politics because that's not how they're trained. They're but doesn't trained. Colin he identifies as black? Why would they even bring that up? Well, they, they're bringing it up because they feel like Colin is, you know, uh, because he supports Black Lives Matter, that he's against white people, which is absolutely but not that's, true. That's not what it means. That means they don't understand what the Black Lives Matter movement means. That's, well, well, that's just well, pure ignorance because there are regular white people that support the movement. Yeah. That, that doesn't mean they're against white people. They're against injustice. Right. But they don't oh, understand that God. because they don't understand that because they're, they're all about injustice. <laughs> I think they, I think they do understand. They just choose to. They just don't care. Ignore it. Like, yeah, they just don't care. Like it's, it's not that they don't understand. I refuse to believe that people are that rooted in dumb shit. They just, they respect. Like those are the type of people that listen in order to respond, not to listen to understand anything. Like the whole thing with Deborah Messing, and, and I'll talk about that more on Monday. Well, I do want to um, quickly discuss the red table. Um, <laughs> since you brought okay. up that, yeah. since, I thought it was <laughs> Deborah Messing to red hair, to red table. So here we are. And uh, <laughs> that's how you transition. So. <laughs> We have been waiting for this because we talked about it last week, but we've all been waiting for the red table. And I, like I oh, said, yeah. the internet continues to be undefeated because they worked very quickly to provide us more memes. As far as what happened um, during yesterday's red table talk, I literally envisioned like Jada talking to herself and like giving more of like a public statement. I did not know Will was going to be um, a part of it. Uh, he oh, yeah. was... He was he was interviewing her, um, and not letting her dance around certain words. So I could appreciate that. Um, I like it. The, the word of the day is entanglement. <laughs> that is a new he relationship. He with that word. <laughs> That's a new relationship status. Jada has officially brought herself to the table. She confirmed that yes, in fact, she did uh, have a relationship with August. Um. When she denied having a relationship, I think what she was trying to say during the interview yesterday was um, somebody else wrote her response. Um, so she she specifically, her and Will specifically didn't speak on it at all because it happened to them so long ago. They were trying to move past it. They said they were on a break at the time when all of this shit happened between her and August, um, which was interesting because, I mean, I guess it could happen that way. Like, even if they do in fact have an open marriage like i'm sure there's still rules to shit you know um and there there have to be conversations but according to them 
yesterday. They said they were on a break. And yeah, that's that's when the shit popped off between her and August. Um, how do you guys feel? Do you believe her, like, or believe them? Do you think like they were actually on a break? Or because I'm inclined to believe that they just had a huddle and was like, okay, this is what we're gonna say. We're gonna say we was on a break because I think Will does care about her reputation. He I don't think he's the type of person that would wanna have his wife perceived as some like cheater and it will probably also hurt his ego too that he took a cheater back but if you say you're on a break that's kind of beneficial to both of them um that's what what makes me think they weren't on a break that that she was fucking around with him and just got caught maybe it was a part of the open marriage but they figured more people will understand you know this story versus the open marriage part I'll put it like this. I mean, Will's meant to be fine. I mean, if he takes back Jada and Jada's a cheater, who cares? I mean, Hillary, I mean, Hillary Clinton took back her cheating husband, Bill, and everyone loves Hillary. (laughs) But um, but my thing is, is I'm mad. And this is me being a jackass. I'm mad at Jada about the affair, not because she had the affair. I mean, she's a human being. These things happen because she proved me wrong because I was saying it didn't happen. And I, and, and I was just like, oh, he was just trying to, you know. And then it happened, and I was like, God damn it. I look like a jackass out there last week. <laughs> so, But I, I'll put it like this. How they handle it from here on out is up to them. If he decides to take her back and then they, they patch things up, you know, especially for the sake of the kids, I'm all for that. If they break up, I'm also all for that. The only reason why this becomes an issue is because they're famous. Because if they were just yeah. ordinary, if they were just ordinary folks, I would just be like, "Oh yeah, that happened," and then just kind of, you know, not move on. I mean, if they were like my friends, I'd be involved in some way. But I mean, if it was just something that I just known from like a neighbor or something like that, I'm like, "Well, let's just see how they handle it." Oh, they handled it like that. That's good. But I, but I mean, if I had a choice, I'd rather they stay together and try Me to work too. it out. And then yeah, uh, I don't like to see people like that. I don't like to see somebody. Yeah. Somebody made a comment that I thought was funny. They were like, um, if through um, sickness and health, death, death to his part was a couple, talking about them two, because they have literally been together for a long time, and I'm pretty sure they got a lot of other indiscretions that the society never yeah. found out about. I think, so, been, yeah. I think they've been together 25 years, I think. Don't quote me on that. Got, it, uh, it, I think it's got to be, because uh, I think Jade, uh, the son, Jaden, I think he's about 20-something. He's about 20? Yeah. 20? So I believe um, you might be a little older now, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, they've been together for a long time, and to be honest with you, I can't even knock the fact that they worked through their marital problems. And that's what's up. That's what they should have done. But um, and what people fail to realize, they're uh, with her. I believe I believe August from the beginning. The way he was saying the shit, it just was it was like, a lot. He said it with his chest, and there was a lot of details there. Right. It was, and it was like it was details. And you could also tell he was trying not to say too much while saying everything that you needed to know at the same time, if that makes sense. It was like, cause he would, yeah. So me personally with the whole, with Jada and her initial response to kind of deny it, I thought that was kind of fucked up because at the end of the day, you did have what was like, we'll say it, don't sugarcoat it. It was a relationship with this dude. And uh, I feel I mean, like he, she kind of took advantage of him in my opinion. I mean, if I could just, mm-hmm. uh, the, I mean, real quick, to me, it was probably just reflex to just deny it because, you know, you just kind of got exposed like that. And the first thing I'm like, uh-uh, not me. And then you're just like, okay, it was me. 
<laughs> but, you know what pissed me like off? The word relationship, like I think that, like, because even the way she danced around it, I think she denied it because it was like we didn't have a relationship. I think she was focused on that word, and <laughs> which is evident because she kept calling it entanglement and everything but a fucking relationship. Like, girl, whether you like loved him or not is kind of not the point. Uh, did you have sex? Because then that becomes a sexual relationship, like whatever I, I do think that they weren't on the same page as far as like what their needs were I think she wanted to like she was looking for one thing that wasn't going to necessarily be the same thing as what she has with Will and he was looking for what she had with Will like August I mean so I think like he probably saw it as more than what it was got his feelings hurt and now he out here telling all the business and somehow coming for Key Palmer which I still haven't gotten really the full scope of how she got involved um but oh, I, well, Palmer has, has given so a simple. classic clap back yeah but it was so simple all she said was basically that you know she she glad she never dealt with him or some crap like that but he just went off on her and it was like i know you and your feelings right now dude and to, to be honest with you I, I just feel like the way society handling the way you could tell he was way more he was in too deep with jada everybody's kind of laughing at him right now and I just feel like even though Kiki didn't say anything wrong I just felt like it was bad timing <laughs> like this boy already has mental health yeah issues. she was, t- know she was taking him while he was down kind of right and then on top of that it's kind of like and what and, and and this part I'm glad Will and Jada can laugh about it now but I felt like at one point it's almost like they were laughing at the situation and he was a part of that situation and it wasn't funny because he he was hurt. His, if you watch his interview and watch theirs directly after, you be like, that nigga ain't laughing like they are. You know what I'm saying? He's hurt. And that's what kind of hurt my feelings about it. That's what that's what I mean. Like, he was definitely invested in it uh, more so. But I just shared a, a wonderful meme in the group chat. That's pretty. That was the look on my face when they said that line. It was at the very end. They were like, we ride together. We die together. Bad marriage for life. And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> That was Nabo. <laughs> that was exact. That was exactly my face, and then they did, they did the stupid fist bump, and I'm just like, Dang. I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all huddled this. I don't think this is how you really feel, but I'm gonna go with it because why not? Like, so I, I have a question because all this time I, I thought that they they were open with their open relationship. I, I mean, that's a been rumor. rumor forever. Like, people are even, like, insinuating and asking. They were like, well, fuck. Uh, they will turn them out, too? Those are the questions that most people have. But, you know, but what, is, I, what to me, but I've never practiced, like, being in a, a quote-unquote open relationship, but I've seen shit on TV where there's still rules to it. I don't know what the fuck kind of rules there are to other people's open marriages, but I'm sure I mean, people well, can set whatever boundaries they want and say, like, this is what we're going to do as, as it pertains to our open marriage. Well, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, some people... Hey, go ahead, Carter. Oh, no, I was just saying, that's the thing. Like, if they had an open relationship, I'm assuming that Will would be upset because, like like you guys said, August Alcina, you know, he was just in too deep. And... um she was probably just stringing him along, you know, it wasn't being, a, or you know, hundred percent. Like I said, I think she thought it was going to be just sexual. Uh, right. His young ass got sprung and 
you know, liked her more than she liked him. But she probably asked for permission to exclusively fuck him or something like that. Like, I don't, because they didn't address that as being their thing, like, we don't know what rules they set if that's true. That's the thing. I thought that Jada uh, touched on it before, you know, during Mm -hmm. this visa. No? I never, I never heard that. I never seen that. Um, I just saw her talking about how they've heard rumors and stuff about themselves in the past, but they never specifically addressed what rumors they were and what they said. I've never seen that. But it should be interesting to see see what happens next, see what uh, tweets come up from uh, his timeline. And we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that's that's all I got. All right. I, I will say this. I know we're way I, I know we're way over time, but uh, one thing I want to talk about real quick. So I don't have to talk about it on Monday, I can talk about something else. Uh, Joe Biden's task force, the one that he did with Bernie Sanders, you know, they finally released some of the stuff from the task force, uh, I think yesterday or the day before. And basically they, they were like the document that they presented recommends, that's a key word, recommends that Biden commit to eliminating carbon pollution from power plants by 2035 and to zeroing out net greenhouse gas emissions across the entire country. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, by the entire economy by 2050. The task forces call for funding universal pre-kindergarten across the country, expanding social security, raising the national minimum wage and eliminating cash bail, among many other long sought progressive stances. Now, these are recommendations. Now, as I've always said before, why should we have to beg Joe Biden to be a goddamn human being when we already had a candidate who was going to do all these things anyway, or at least fight for them tooth and nail anyway, right? One of the main things, one of the main complaints from liberals about the task force, aside from it being just busy work, you know what, you know what this task force was? It was basically, oh, I, I have first graders, it's raining outside, they can't go out. And the movie projector's broken. So here, here's some construction paper and some crayons. Let's have a drawing contest. That's basically what this whole task force was, a first grade drawing contest and nothing more. Because Joe Biden has no intention of doing any of this shit. Okay. Remember one thing, Joe Biden is controlled by his donors. And now who's also in his ear? Never Trumpers. Lincoln Project and all of them are in his ear. So whenever he starts to float a little bit to the left, they pull him back. And they're like, no, Joe, if you want our support, you got to stay where you are. You know what Joe Biden is like? It was like a a joke from the, uh, I think it was from the Onion parody, where they, where they, uh, Ku Klux Klan buys BET, but doesn't change any of the programming because it's already it's already cooning stuff on there. That's basically Joe Biden. The the basically the Republicans like him just the way he is. They just don't want him to go left. So if he goes left, then they pull him back. But he doesn't have to go to the right. He's right where they want him. That's why all these never Trumpers, the the six or eight of them there are. Don't forget. Even after, even though Trump botched coronavirus, Republican support for Trump is still at eighty percent, between eighty and eighty-three percent, down from ninety-five percent. So it's still a big drop, but it's still more than two-thirds of the electorate still support Trump. 
So this whole never Trumper thing is not really about getting those extra votes. It's all about getting that extra money. Right. So who I mean, here here's the key thing that liberals were mad about, not liberals, progressives. We're not going to talk about liberals. Okay. but progressives were angry about they're not being like Joe Biden is 1000% against legalizing marijuana. 1000% against it. Why would he be against it? Like totally against it, won't even talk about it. Because his top donors are pharmaceutical industries. And if marijuana becomes legal and all the medical uses for it, it could cost the pharmaceutical, the pharmaceutical industry up to $4 billion per year in profits. So they do not want to see it become legal. So the fact that his top donors don't want marijuana to be legal and the fact that Joe Biden doesn't want it to be legal, uh, can you guess the correlation there? Now, like I said before, I don't, I've never smoked and I probably never will smoke, but I would want to see it become legal because I don't want people to go to jail over nonsense because that's what they use to give people criminal records who normally wouldn't otherwise ever get a criminal record. And having a criminal record hurts your job prospects, you know, if you're convicted of a- if, Yeah, it's a really a, hard hole to dig yourself out of. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to get a job, it's hard to get an apartment, you know, so that's how they, that's how they get people to get, it's like, you know, it was like, um, hey, how do we get a generation of, of, of Generation X kids that get bad credit from the start. Oh yeah, let's invent Columbia Record Club and have them buy 12 CDs for a penny and then charge them like $75 in shipping and handling. And when they can't pay, we just send them to collections. That's basically like mm. my, my glib way of saying like marijuana is a way to get people criminal records who normally wouldn't, would never get one. Like their biggest vice is smoking weed. And then now they got a criminal record for it. And Joe Biden doesn't want to do shit about that because Joe Biden's getting paid. So, and people were mad at Bernie Sanders for saying that if Joe Biden passes some of this stuff that he'd be like the most progressive president since FDR. I'm not worried at the fact that Bernie Sanders said that. I'm worried the fact like, Bernie, why are you on MSNBC? Those people hate you. They can't stand you. They told lies about you for almost a year. You got more respect on Fox News than you do on, matter of fact, they stopped talking about Bernie on Fox News. You know why? Because they were like, and, and, and uh, President Sanders would mean, uh, you know, uh, free college and universal health care. Do you want that? Yes, they absolutely <laughs> want that. <laughs> you know, they're, so then they had to stop talking about Bernie Sanders because everything you talk about, I'm like, well, damn. Yeah, I'm like, that sounds great. But they dogged him on MSNBC, and that was my only thing. I mean, Bernie, has to, he has to play the game. He's got to work with these fucks. But, like, why are you on MSNBC? You know, I know Bernie's a nice guy, and that, that's a weakness for him sometimes. But if I was Bernie Sanders, I would be like, you, you can kiss my wrinkly nutsack. Like there's no yeah, but he cares about him. the he cares about the greater good. Like he he does he does he absolutely does. So he does. He's not gonna do that. Which is why I mean that was my only thing. I'm like I wasn't mad at what he said. I mean he I mean here's the thing, if Joe Biden passed half of what was on that list that they had, that would be a true statement. That's the thing. People got you know, like progressives got mad over that, but they were like that's actually 
if they pass half the things that's on that list, he would be the most progressive president since FDR. The only problem is progressives know he ain't gonna pass none of it. None. That's the problem. Now, I know people are still mad at me because I said I'm not voting for Joe Biden. And as of now, I'm still not voting for Joe Biden. But I am encouraging people to vote for Joe Biden. Why am I not voting for Joe Biden and, and uh, encouraging people to vote for Joe Biden? Great fucking question. Because I'm, because I'm complicated. <laughs> because I'm, I'm a very complicated person. I know, okay, that, I, I, know that, I know that's not a real answer. But... Who understands you? Your woman? i i look at it like this you know for someone and people who've known me all my life they know how i am like i'm the type of guy where and this happened in real life if you screw me out of my money on a on a pay to play fantasy football league i will take you to small claims court i'll take a couple days off from work and go to court and file papers to get my fucking money back that's the type of guy i am when I am, when I am, uh, when I'm, when I feel I'm wronged, I'm done. That's it. Get off my, get off my porch, get off my lawn, get away from me. And I think that's how I feel about the Democratic Party right now. I think they've wronged me. I've been their soldier for decades and got nothing in return. And now I'm like, and I'm like, like you, you're never getting my, at least not for president, definitely for lower offices, but for president, I'm like, if you keep putting these milk toast cocksuckers up there, I'm not voting for them. But I realize the stakes. Okay? The stakes are high. So I'm not, but, and then usually when I post stuff about Joe Biden, it's not to, to discourage people. It's kind of like to let people know, hey, all this rosy, you know, uh, you know, like right now, MSNBC and CNN, they're already stocking up on balloons and confetti. Uh, guess what? Shit's about to get really real, really fast. Okay, Donald Trump is not out. So y'all better pay attention and make sure you get down to the polls and vote. No. But, and I'm not even going to bother asking how y'all going to vote because I'm pretty sure y'all just going to vote Biden and probably not. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. As of today, probably, but that's not like a, it's it's less than 50% chance. Yeah. It's not like it's a strong yes. So I honestly don't know. There's a lot of time between now and November. I've already said a hard no, but I think there are a lot of people, at least on my Twitter feed, who are waiting to see who he picks for vice president. And and they're a little more normally hopeful. Happen, when does that yeah. pick normally happen? I think it should have already happened. But um, <laughs> that's the thing. He was supposed to announce that like back in back in May. And That's what I was going to say. It seems like we should know who this person is already. Well, Joe painted himself into a corner by his little deal with Clyburn to get the endorsement for South Carolina that he was going to pick a black woman to be president. And then not knowing that he really wasn't going to pick a black woman to be president, he was going to pick Klobuchar. Now, keep in mind, this part is just all speculation. But the rumor about why Klobuchar decided to drop out, even though she was whooping Joe's ass, is that Joe's going to make her vice president. And then the, um, the George Floyd thing happened and he found out she was directly connected to it and that pretty much just killed her chance because Clyburn was already walking back on the statement about, well, he doesn't have to pick a black woman to be vice president, you know, if he picks one for the Supreme Court, you know, that sort of thing. So you knew, okay, then, and because before I'm like, well, that was just a rumor, but now I'm like, okay, now this makes sense. So now 
The other rumor that's going on why it's taking so long is because he actually wants Elizabeth Warren to be his vice president, but his donors don't want her to be vice president. So there's a lot of stuff going on behind the going on behind the scenes. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. If that's true, like that's that's the kind of shit that I'm talking about. But go ahead. Yeah. But I mean, I, I just figure, I mean, I don't like Elizabeth Warren anymore. She she broke my heart by pretending to be a progressive. I mean, and I'm not gonna say she was pretending to be a progressive. That's that's actually an incorrect statement. She was a progressive. She fought for a lot of progressive ideals, and there are plenty of videos of her fighting against none other than Joseph Biden over a bankruptcy bill and all this other stuff. She used to be a lioness, and now she's just a corporate shill, you know? And it's sad to see how far she's fallen, because I was a huge fan of Elizabeth Warren. But if she got picked to be vice president, he could have done so much worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, I guess I might do it, but it's not like, oh yeah. I mean, right now, if it's if it's not Nina Turner, which it's never going to be, or if it's not Barbara Lee, I I can't really, you know, I can't co-sign on on the rest of that nonsense. But he painted himself into a corner with the whole it's got to be a black woman thing, and then now he's realizing that some of these black women he has to choose from are not great like Stacey Abrams. I won't even put Susan Rice in that category because I haven't really paid attention to Susan Rice in years. So I don't know. I don't know what she's been doing since she's not in the Obama administration anymore, but we'll just see what happens. But, but anyway, I, 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 could, I could run my mouth all day. You know, we're going to start, we're going to start with, uh, Ricardo, you still on the line? Yo. What, yes, what, what, what are your final thoughts, sir? Ah, oh, man, we ended it right now? Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> we've been on for, we've been on for almost an hour and a half. Yeah, it's not yeah. it's, it's, it's not, not it's not our fault, West Coast. <laughs> <that> you came. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I had to it's set not, an alarm it, and everything, man. It's, it's not my fault. The time zone is is in the past. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yes. I think it's crazy. It's the same. So, but, um, man, I had a. Uh, a couple of questions. Uh, well, first, I have a question for you, man. Like, what what games are you playing, man? I mean, with the coronavirus and everything, it's just you know what I've been playing lately. I mean, I, I play by World of Warcraft, and I'm uh, of course Borderlands Three. But you know what I've been playing lately? Uh, I've been going back to the Batman games because there's supposed to be a new one coming out, and I don't know if it, I don't know if it's going to be on Xbox One or if they're going to make it for the new system only. But I just figured. I could go back through these. I've been playing, I, I play them in order of the timeline. So I started playing uh, Arkham Origins. I've been going okay. that. Okay, the glitch and then, one. And then, and then I got um, <laughs> Arkham Asylum and then Arkham City on Xbox on sale with all the DLC. And then I still have Arkham Knight, which I still need to finish. So I just said, all right, I'll just do that. So and I've, been having, I've been having fun with it. But I haven't bought, I haven't bought anything new in a long time. So... That's what I've been doing. So I've, I've been playing some old games. Um, have you heard of Mafia Three? I've never gotten to the Mafia series. I, I couldn't really. Yeah, yeah. I, I figure I'm I'm all Grand Theft Auto out in, in games in, in that in that line. Now, is that more like Grand Theft Auto type thing? Um, it is an open world, open sandbox. Um, but the storyline that's that's what that's what grabs you for the most part. 
Um, so essentially, this is different than the um, the than the prior ones. So you're you're um, a veteran. And this came out of came out of uh, Vietnam. So this is like around '68. So this is like what right after Jim Crow, like two years after, two three years after Jim Crow. So you still have restaurants that that's just that support like the the whites only. It's real. It's real segregated, and this is in New New Orleans. I don't know. That game seems like it would make me mad. <laughs> I mean, well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's like, saying, it's a like, vengeance. <laughs> it's a vengeance story. So you're out for revenge because your your family was murdered by the mafia. That's the title. You know, mafia three. Oh, okay. So in other words, you're not playing as a mafia. You're playing somebody no, going after the mafia. Oh, exactly. Oh. Oh. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And you taking you you you're taking over territories, you know. You're I mean, you selling weed. You're, you're doing all sorts all sorts of stuff in this okay. case. It's just insane. I may need to check that out. So, um, this thing well, this thing came out 2016, <laughs> so it's cheap. Get it out. All right. Um, Mercedes, well, shout out to to oh. for the uh, credentials. Not on a video game tip, but good looking out. I enjoyed Hamilton yesterday. Um, and I, for the record, I am not a musical fan. Like, I don't particularly enjoy musicals, but I really did enjoy that one. So, yeah, I say if you got Disney Plus, why not? I need, I need to check that out. Man. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was very entertaining. I think, Merce, like, you should, you should watch it just from a politics standpoint. Right. For, for accuracy. Like, I did look up some of the things. I was like, this sounds crazy as fuck. And I was so surprised <laughs> that some of the things were true um, that I looked up. So I think from an accuracy standpoint, you should definitely check it out. Okay. I may just do that. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's really good. So. And uh, Mercedes, you still on? No. No, Mercedes uh, had to hop off. Yeah, she had to hop oh, off in her oh, AC fixed. Ah, okay. Odie, what are your final thoughts? Watch Hamilton. Why are you still quarantining? Because you should be staying your ass at home. Right. <laughs> um, I hope that, you know, I, I hope that no one, you know, was hitting up cookouts or whatever last weekend beyond just your immediate household um, and people you know have been quarantining. But we'll stay your ass home. It's, Rona's still out in these streets. Uh, Atlanta has gone back on lockdown to phase one. Um, it's going to be interesting to see Raleigh and or North Carolina goes back to that as well. Um, but yeah, just, just stay your ass home if you can. You know, I, I, I've, been, I've been ordering a lot from Amazon uh, Amazon Eats. Not Amazon Eats, I'm sorry. Uh, Amazon Fresh. So, because I've been using, I, I started just getting water from them and I'm like, oh, there's a whole bunch of groceries here. And I've been doing that as opposed to going to the supermarket because at this point in time with all the stuff going on politically, like I would lose my job if I went to the supermarket and saw some Ken out there, I don't got to wear a mask because I'm an American. I'm going to run up on them like Bill Goldberg and spear them. <laughs> and of course, it's going to be on video. And I'll just lose my job over it. They're like, that man attacked me for nothing. I'm like, wear your mask. I'm just punching him in the face. Like, I don't want to go through all that. <laughs> because it, it's at this point, it should just be elementary to just say, hey, you got to wear your mask, not just to protect yourself, but to protect other people around you. And then when you got these Kens and Karens out here just talking out the side of their ass, I don't have the patience for that. So I'm just going to order. I'm, I'm doing this for everyone else. <laughs> I'm doing this for your safety, <laughs> which is why I'm ordering stuff. I do got to exercise more, though. So I may start doing some walking when the sun goes down. 
if we don't have, I mean, it's North Carolina, so it's always like the summer of thunderstorms. So <laughs> like every day is it, it's like England out here. Every day it rains and it's always a thunderstorm. So, but like I said, I could run my mouth all day and uh, thank you for listening. And you can catch our podcast anywhere where you can get podcasts except iHeartRadio. And Odie, what's going on with, uh, with O's Odyssey this week? I'm stacking up um, episodes because I decided not to post last week. So I'm going to try to stack up some episodes um, and get ahead with content before I start reposting. So there may be another break this week, but as long as you're subscribed, you should be good to go. Um, but yeah, that's what's going on with O's Odyssey. It's, it's hard to keep up with content because people ain't going nowhere. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. 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 True. So. All right, y'all. Well, hey, thank you once again. Thanks for listening. And uh, you guys have a safe and happy day. Bye, guys.